Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast. I'm Asim Javed. For those of you new to Dragon Bites, we're a podcast series made by paediatric trainees and consultants in Wales for anyone interested in child health. Our podcasts cover a range of themes, normally with a focus on a different topic every episode. We're going to range from revision episodes for those of you sitting there written or clinical exams, right through to interviews with specialist consultants in different fields, with local charities and teams running public health campaigns, pretty much anything that seems remotely related to the world of child health. This week we have the second half of the interview between Sophie Constantinou and Sean Williams. Instead of focusing on clinical exam tips, they're going to be updating you on the changes that have recently been made to the clinical exams. So, let's get started. Probably what we'll do now, if it's okay with you guys, is just go over the changes to the new exam. So, um, Sean, I know that you've um, been interested in the clinical exam because you've been doing the teaching programme for the Wales trainees for the last year. Um, and from September 2019, they have got a new format to the exam. So a good place to find out lots of information is obviously on the MRCPCH website. They've got a whole page with um, lots of PDF documents you can download and look at the mark schemes and things like that. But do you just briefly want to tell us about what the changes to the new exam are, how it's different, possibly why they're, your thoughts on why they're doing it? Yeah, okay. So... Um... Well, there are four main changes, I think. So the, the, the biggest change is the marking system. And I'll leave that to last because that's a bit complicated. Um, the other changes are in the clinical stations, the developmental station and the video station. So the video station, it used to be MCQ style. And you would be given several videos, about 30 seconds in length. And then, you know, as, as is always the case with MCQs, about five options which are all correct, but one's more correct than the other ones. Yeah. Um, and typically people would do quite badly in that station because it is hard and the quality of the videos tended to not be fantastic. So that's the old way. From September onwards, there'll be two video stations where you're shown a video that's about a minute long, followed by a structured conversation with the examiner about that video. Um, and I personally think that's really good because you may, with an MCQ, you don't have an examiner there, you can't explain the reasoning behind your answer, but at least you can discuss it with the examiner and prove that, you know, there is a reason as to why you put that particular answer and, and that you're safe. Um, and each, so there's two of them and they're nine minutes long. Um, I think, Sophie, you made a point that they have a set number of questions yeah. after the video yeah, so there's a there's a webinar actually on the bottom of the MRCPCH clinical exam page that you can watch. It's like an hour and ten minutes long, but basically it they've got a good bit about the video station in it, which says that um, yeah, like you say, the clip is about one to one and a half minutes, slightly less, slightly more sometimes. You can watch it as many times as you want within the three minutes at the beginning. Then you have the six minutes, and the examiner's got a set of questions they need to get through. But then once they've got through them, don't feel compelled to carry on talking because that's it. They've they've just got a set number of things they want to get out of you and then that's the end of the station fundamentally. So don't think that you've missed something if you're sitting in silence for the two minutes at the end. It just means that you've finished what they, want, ha- what they had on their agenda to talk to you about. 
Um, there's actually, for the video station, that there's now a scenario setting the scene for the video, which is like giving you an extra little hint. So outside the station, you have like a bit of paper saying like, Johnny is three, he's come into A&E today with problems with breathing, please assess him. And then you go in, watch the video, and he may have like stride or, or wheeze or something. And then probably the examiner is going to say to you, what do you see can you describe what you're seeing we're guessing because of the um, way that the mark scheme is for the video station now that they're going to ask you what would you do what investigations would you do maybe how would you manage this patient in the acute setting and i think that's the point of the video they're trying to bring in the capacity of candidates to assess acute problems because obviously the bulk of the clinical stations in the exam are going to be on like chronic conditions that fairly well patients come into the exam with your sort of chronic conditions and they want to make sure that you've got that little acute bit down which is good I suppose um, to make sure that they they are getting their ST4s to be able to deal with acute presentations as well. So that's the video station. Yeah. Then the developmental station will now be slightly different. Yeah. So it used to be, I think was it 12 minutes? Uh, Something yes. like that. And now it's 22 minutes. Yeah. And you'll be asked to assess all four domains of development mm-hmm. rather than, as Asim said, previously it was one or two. Um, and so you will do a full assessment and then you have the opportunity um, to ask the parent a couple of questions as well uh, about their development and then you'll have a discussion at the end. Um, so that that's a, a big change really. And I mean, I, I think that's quite a good thing because it shows that you're able to do a full developmental assessment. Yeah. Which is what you've been practicing anyway, probably exactly. on every kid you see. So it kind of it doesn't really make a difference to your revision apart from when you're timing yourselves. Um, and then the la- well, the penultimate change is, is that with the clinical stations. So previously yeah. you'd have um, six, what they'd call short cases, which were nine minutes each, and you would know that you'd have one cardiovascular, one neurology, um, and then you'd have respiratory slash other abdomen slash other. MSK slash other and other could really be anything. It yeah. could be another MSK or it could be dermatology or uh, or it could be some weird immunological problem or yeah. opthal or yeah. please examine this patient's knee, like something really random um, that sometimes people would get stressed out about. So you, you may get those things. So you still, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but the point is is that now there is no um, set so you, you won't definitely get a cardiovascular station, for example. So you could go into a station, it, it could be any particular system. Um, and the other change is that you won't be asked management. Yeah. Uh, so previously, you'd, you'd present your findings, you talk about investigations, they ask you a couple of questions, and they may ask, how would you manage this patient? Um, and apparently, they're not going to ask you that anymore. No. Which is interesting. And we're not sure why they've decided to do that, but that's how it is now. Yeah. I think my my just my impression of what they've already put out there from the on the website and listening to this webinar is that they aren't asking you about management um and I don't I, I mean I you can't well, I don't exactly know why but um to really bear two things in mind they the examiners are the same examiners that they were last year they haven't got that many new ones so just to be aware that they might still stray into asking you about management. So yeah. even though they're saying that they won't, and hopefully they won't, because that's what they're saying they do, they still might stray into talking about management. So I would still know a bit about the different, the main 
you know, presentations that you might get in the exam about a little bit about management. But I think why they're doing it is probably because the exam is testing the standard of an ST4 and perhaps they are now acknowledging the fact that as an ST4 you don't know everything, you don't know how to manage everything, but you, you know, they're just expecting you to be safe, pick up signs and then be able to discuss management with someone, which is probably a fairish reflection on real life. So just to sort of uh, consolidate the changes that I've said before yeah. I move on to the marking, um, the exams, so you can see the exam circuit on the RCPCH website, um, but there will be four clinical stations, which will each be nine minutes long. And we would probably recommend that you spend four, maximum five minutes of those nine minutes examining, about a minute presenting your findings so that you've got enough time at the end to answer their questions because that's that's yeah. where the money is. Um, so just on that point, before, technically, you got a knock at seven minutes. So within the nine minutes, you got a knock on the door at two minutes from the end, basically to say this is the end of your examination time. Now you should be chatting with the examiner. Whereas now that knock is coming at six. So you've, so you've actually got a minute less to examine and a minute more for chats. And the examiner will stop you at six minutes and talk to you. But that's good because you should really have stopped examining before that knock yeah. anyway. So that's a really good thing. So four clinical stations. And then as we've mentioned, um, one developmental station, which will be longer. Um, and two video stations, which will each be nine minutes. And then this is the same as previous. So then you've got two communication st stations as well, which are nine minutes long. And a history taking station, which is 22 minutes long. I don't think we've talked enough about. No, so um, we we probably will do another podcast episode on history and um, things like that. But just in terms of changes to the exam, they've said that those stations are the, are the same effectively okay. as previously. So if you've done the exam previously and you're sitting it again this, this round, the comm stations will be pretty much exactly the same. They're not changing them at all. They're probably just going to recycle the scenarios they've used before, to be honest. Um, and then the history station will be the same. But they're trying to get rid of actors, I think, uh, the, um, and smaller children, is my impression. But okay. it will be the same. So don't worry too much about the changes to those. And then in terms of the marking system, yeah. that has changed a bit. So previously, um, you were marked per station. Yeah, you were. Um, and you, you could fail, I think, you know, you, well, I can't remember, it was out of 12, was it? Yeah, you needed an aggregate score of 100 out yeah. of 120. And I think that included the ability to bear fail a few stations, because mm -hmm. that would get you 8 out of 12 if you bear failed. So they were like, you're okay, but you didn't get everything. You didn't quite put it all together, so you get an 8 rather than a 10 for you got kind of got everything, but you weren't exceptional. And then 12, you used to get 12 out of 12 if you got everything and you were really good and they thought you were fab, they'd give you 12. So basically it was just maths. You could fail a number of them and if it equaled to 100, you'd pass. Yeah. Whilst now you've got several domains Yeah. and you have to be able to pass those domains rather than the stations themselves. So kind of doesn't matter on the whole how well you did in a station. Um, it would be whether you've passed the domains across each of the stations. Yeah. Um, and there's a crazy number of domains, so that we won't talk about each one, but um, there, apparently there are 41. Yeah, you can go on the website and actually download the domains per station. So each station has got a different number of domains, different things that they're looking for. So a clinical station doesn't test the same domains as a video station, for example, which is sort of common sense, but 
it's just to you know go and have a look on the website it's, it's too much really to get into the detail but yeah you're right there are 41 so it's quite a lot yeah and uh, right like you said they're they're on the website and it's quite good if you go on the anchor statements it tells you exactly what each one is so things like um which one should i pick like clinical reasoning for example and then it tells you how to how to get each one um and then the maximum available mark is 82 yeah um and the past mark is 63 so that's six uh, 76 and that's fixed um, which is lower than previously, so I guess that's a good thing. Yes. Uh, previously, you needed to get 83%. Um, and apparently, it, it, the domains aren't weighted, so yes. one domain doesn't eat, you know doesn't carry more marks than another yeah. domain, for example. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so just a point on that as well. Each domain has got a max mark of two. So I think they are... I can't remember them off the top of my head now. You've probably got well, them I've there, got them here. So things like uh, information gathering and history taking is one. Clinical reasoning, um, management planning, communication skills, and verbal listening, communication skills. So these are all within history taking. Um, whilst then you've got for the... Um, oh, what should I pick? Clinical stations, you've got another domain, which is physical exam, identification of clinical signs, and again, clinical reasoning comes up in that one again. Um, so they change a little bit according to which station you're in. But yeah. it's well worth having a look at the anchor statements. Yeah, definitely. And download them, you know, download the marks, mark sheets so you know what they're looking for. Have a go at filling them in yourself, maybe when you're examining your, definitely. you know, yeah. practicing with your friends, because it gets you into the mindset of what they're actually looking for. Um, so yeah, that can be really helpful. So I think that's probably it. Um, I think we've covered a lot. Um, yeah. I hope that everyone's found this useful. Um, like I say, we're going to be putting some really useful links up on the website, probably. Going to look towards Asim for that. Um, so yeah, check out the website for all of the links that we've talked about, names of books and stuff like that. And if you've got any questions, um, get in touch with us and uh, hopefully we can answer them but we hope to see as many of you at the clinical teaching um, starting in September as possible and if you want to help out with the clinical teaching as well it's another pitch for that really yeah please do yeah please contact uh, me or please contact Sean please do yeah um, fab so any closing remarks from anyone I don't have a particularly wise ending but I, I know you say that you're going to do a different podcast on history taking but I think it's really, if you if you get bored and you don't want to listen to that podcast, uh, make sure you practice history taking because you do that every day, but it's very different in the exam. You get a lot less time and you have to almost do it in more detail. So you have to practice that specifically in an exam style. You must do it. It doesn't matter how good a doctor, you might be the best doctor in the world, you will not pass the station unless you practice it in an exam style several times. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's my thoughts on the history taking station. But um, yeah, just lots of practice. That's all I can say. That's, all, that's the best yeah. thing to do. Uh, in terms of the, just like a take home message from me, I'd say just be confident in yourself. You're going to pass the exam. Everyone eventually does, as far as I know. Um, and it's just a case of you doing your job, just doing your job in a way that's like a driving test where you've got to indicate everything that you're doing. But it's still just you doing your job at the end of the day. And as long as you do it in a way that shows that you're used to it and you feel comfortable in that position, they're going to pass you. I think if you're not confident, which a lot of us aren't, pretend you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just power, power pose. pose. <laughs> pretend you're confident. 
because then you're the only person who knows that you're not confident. It looks like you're confident to everyone else. Fake it till you make it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's brilliant uh, tips from our guests today. So thanks very much, guys. Um, And maybe, Sean, we can pick your brain for history taking in a later podcast, if you like. (laughs) Um, So yeah, thanks all and join us again next time uh, for more MRCPCH exam revision. Oh, what a great podcast that was from Sophie and Shan there. Some really important um, updates for us all to know about for these clinical exams. I didn't realise how much things had changed. I only sat the clinicals like two years ago or something. Oh, God. Anyway, um, let's go over some of the key points they mentioned there. They highlighted some of the changes that have have been made to the video stations, to the developmental stations, to the clinical stations. They've gone through a quick breakdown of the exam circuit for us. Uh, They've also gone through the marking scheme, pointed out some important changes in terms of the domain and the anchor statements that we need to focus on. So it's probably worth popping to the RCPCH website, having a look at that yourself. Sophie also wanted me to point out that in the history and communication stations, they pretty much stay the same. So there might well be some actors present for those. But yeah, thanks again to Sophie and Sean. That was a fantastic update for us all. Hopefully of use to any of you who've got your exams coming up, but also to any of you who, who teach on these exams and want to know the changes that have been made since you've sat them yourselves. Um, if you head to our website, www.dragonbitespodcast.com, you can find some downloadable no- notes on today's podcast um, and also from previous podcasts. It'll give you some useful links that, you, that uh, might help out and also give you a breakdown of what we've covered. Um, you can also get access there to our previous episodes and news about upcoming episodes. Join us next week when Stacey um, is going to chat to some of our local quality improvement leads about how we can make quality improvement projects work for us as trainees. Uh, So, yeah, please um, tune in next week. Check that out. That's all we've really got for this week. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites. Sorry, we've got a wasp moment and it's gone underneath Asim's shirt. Right, so while Asim is just <laughs> depositing the wasp outside um, into the sunshine, uh, we will. Um, Let's no, should should start that point yeah. again. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll ask Asim about his thoughts on development again. <laughs> Very well dealt with. Yeah, do you? I don't get panicked around wasps. Well, no, you don't. I do. Really? So that's why I was panicking. The worst thing they can do is sting you. And it was within your shirt. Yeah.